Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward podcast. Today is episode 23 and is our last episode of 2019. This year is just winding down so quickly. There's only a couple weeks left. And I just wanted to take a minute at the beginning of today's episode to thank each one of you who has joined me here and listened and subscribed and shared the podcast with your friends. I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for your support and just for you being here. Starting this podcast was definitely one of the bigger and honestly scarier things that I did this past year. In the past few months of sharing with you each week has just been so fun, and I'm so excited to share more with you next year. Speaking of next year, we've been focusing on goal planning and getting our minds and our mindsets in a healthy place for 2020, and we are going to continue with that theme for today's episode, as well as talk about how to set smart and healthy goals for next year. When we think about setting goals for a new year or making New Year's resolutions, we often think about big picture, end result type goals. And I absolutely think that we should start there. I just think that that's not all there is to the process. Laura Casey, who is the founder and CEO of Cultivate, a company best known for its power sheets and goal setting and planning resources, She's brilliant at all things future planning and goal setting, goal planning, all of that. And she says that you should start the goal setting process by thinking about who you want to be and what you want your life to be like when you're 80 years old. What do you want to be doing? What will your priorities be? Do you see yourself pouring your time and money into your kids and grandkids and maybe great grandkids? Do you want to be able to get outside and play with them and be active and teach them things and pass down family legacies? Or do you want to be well-traveled with tons of stories and experiences and pictures to share with your friends and family? Or do you want to maybe give your time and your money to ministry after you retire or maybe start a nonprofit? Give yourself some time and space to really think about how you want your life to look when you reach that age. And then make sure any goals that you're setting will move you closer to that end goal. When we do that, this becomes our our why, our reason, our purpose for setting goals. It gives us a direction for our life, especially when it's something that we've taken the time to really think about and pray about. And this is going to help us to stay motivated when we feel like, Uh, goals just aren't that important, or you want to forget about whatever goals you set. Maybe something's important to you in December when you're thinking about the next year, but not so important by the end of January or February, because it really wasn't something that meaningful to you. So I definitely agree that starting with looking at an overall big picture goal and thinking about something that's meaningful and something that will help you to stay motivated is a much better idea than setting goals or resolutions just for the sake of setting goals and resolutions. The next step in setting goals is to make sure that those goals are actually achievable. So we just talked about making sure that you have a a big overall 
meaningful goal. But then when it comes to everyday goals, making sure they're actually something that you can achieve. Someone out there who's way smarter than me made up an acronym for the word SMART and has used that as a tool for helping people set realistic goals. It stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So I think the easiest way to explain that is by putting it into an example of how it looks to use this tool to set your goals. So let's say that when you're thinking about your big picture, what you want life to be like when you're 80, part of that is you want to be able to still be active with your family, be able to play with your grandkids, your great grandkids, be able to get up and down and be as independent as possible. So if we pull that back down to a more um, relevant goal for right now, let's say that your, your goal for this next year is that you want to be active with your family and you know that your family always runs like a 5k or does some kind of active event together every year and you want to be able to feel well enough to participate in that. So if we put that overall goal into a SMART goals framework, it's going to look something like this. Specific, you want to be able to participate in the 5k with your family this year. That is a specific goal. That 5k is in the spring. So you have a specific goal at a specific time. Measurable would be the next one. So you're going to want to set something that you can measure every week and keep up with and plan. So you could say you are going to move your body by walking or jogging for 30 minutes, four times a week. And then you're going to stretch 10 minutes every night before bed and increase your water intake to make sure that you are preventing injuries. Those are three very measurable, specific things that you can plan out and that you can measure along the way to make sure you're making progress. Moving on to the next one, it would be achievable. So if you're thinking about your schedule and scheduling these daily action steps or intentions, you know you only have two hours a week that you can devote to exercise. So you've got to figure out a way to fit this into your current schedule. It has to be something that's actually achievable. So you've chosen to do the 30 minutes four times a week, and that equals about two hours over the course of your week. And then relevant, is this goal relevant to your overall goal? Yes, it is. This is going to help you be active in the long run. It's going to increase your ability to be active with your family, which is your overall end goal. Not to mention doing things like stretching and moving your body and increasing your hydration. All of these are going to increase your current level of health. So they're relevant to your current level of health as well. And they're going to help you feel better overall. And so, yes, this is a relevant goal. And these are relevant action steps to go along with your goal. And then the last one is time bound. You're going to need to be able to put an end date on this goal. That way you have something to work towards. It's not just open-ended. It's like when someone says, I'm going to lose five pounds over, you know, the next year. Well, first of all, if you listen to my last episode, that's not a great goal for a lot of different reasons. But two, 
that's a very just elusive goal, right? Like there's no action steps, there's no time, there's no daily or weekly measurable progress. And so you want to put a date on it so that you can go through and measure your progress along the way. So in this example, if the 5k that this family always participates in is in the spring, let's say April, and you're setting these goals in January, you know, you're going to need to be able to work up to walking or jogging 3.2 miles by April. That's a 5k. So as you progress and build endurance every week, as you're doing these 30 minute increments of walking or jogging, you're going to be able to increase your mileage with each walk or jog while staying in your time allowance. And so this just gives you Another tool to be able to set down and map out and schedule out exactly how many miles you need to do in that 30 minute time span you have. So in this example, instead of walking away with saying a goal of, I just want to be more active with my family, which is a purposeful and meaningful goal, but it's not specific enough, or even just being specific only and saying, I'm going to do a 5k this year. You want to By using all of these tools, you can actually walk away with action steps that will specifically help you do the thing you want to do and allow you to feel a win or feel like you're making progress along the way. You're going to have a lot more motivation when you're committed to a goal that is meaningful and purposeful and specific, especially when you have this in your mind and you're envisioning your family doing this 5k and you're envisioning yourself doing it right along with them because you have a plan and you know exactly how you're going to be able to do it. Having a framework to where you can sit down and take your, your overall goals and take your daily action steps and put them into your calendar and into your schedule, it's really going to increase the likelihood that you stick to your goal, that you reach your goal, you accomplish your goal, and that you follow through with your daily action steps that you've committed to. My last kind of bonus tip when it comes to setting goals is to share your goals and your weekly or daily intentions and action steps with someone who will actually hold you accountable. Someone that you know will check in and ask if you've followed through and not just easily let you off the hook and say, oh yeah, me too. I didn't do it either. That's probably not the best person to share your goals with. Even better, if it is appropriate and if it works out for both of you, invite your friend along so you go on your walk with you or whatever your goal is. Having someone to keep you accountable and to help you feel like you're not alone in this and someone that will help you celebrate your win when you accomplish your goal, this will exponentially increase your chances at success for whatever goals you're setting for the next year. And this doesn't just apply to health or exercising more or changing the way you're eating. Or I mean, this can apply to any area of your life. Having a overall big picture of what you want the end result of these goals to be, having a meaningful goal that's going to keep you motivated, And then using this SMART goals framework to be specific and measurable and making sure they're achievable and relevant and time-bound, using these tools along with the accountability, it is going to set you up for success in the new year, regardless of what kind of goal you're setting. I think it also takes it from setting goals for the sake of setting goals Some people are programmed to love goal setting, others aren't. And so when we come to 
the end of the year. This is just kind of the time that we're thinking about this because it's a new chapter. It's a new year. There's nothing magical about setting goals in December. You can do this at any time, but there's something about making sure that they're meaningful and making sure that they are attached to something and that you feel is important in your life. And that is following the direction that you feel like you want your life to go. One, I think it helps to just give you space and time to think about that. This is a great time of year to just reflect on all of that and think about the next year and steps you're going to take and things that are going to happen. And instead of this becoming a thing just to do or the next thing to accomplish or you trying to find your worth or some kind of validation in accomplishing or setting goals or achieving, I think when you use this mindset and this framework, not only does it help you be more successful, but it's also a tool to be intentional and grateful and just to take some space to think about your life and the direction it's headed and how you want that to look. If you want more support for this or more resources for this, like I said, I highly recommend Laura Casey and all of her resources. I know I've personally gotten a lot out of her goal setting blogging series she does every year. I will link to that in the show notes, but you can go to lauracasey.com slash blog. And I think she has an updated goal setting series on her blog for this year. And I know that if you go back, there's um, some from years past as well. And it kind of just walks you through the entire process of what I've laid out today, but in more detail. Well, guys, that wraps it up for me for today. I hope that these tips will help you as you are taking time to reflect on this past year and maybe set some goals for next year. And again, Thank you so much for just joining me in this process and joining me in this fun journey of the podcast this year. I hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday and a wonderful Christmas and new year with their family. And I am so excited to see you back here in 2020. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.